morning and welcome to Alger Assembly of God. Welcome to Father's Day. We are thankful that you are here, and if, if somehow anything through this portion of the service, you've made it this far, and you didn't realize that it was Father's Day, guess what? It is. It is Father's Day, and uh, if, you know, maybe you have a, a little card or a little something for that special someone, I, I did come across a handful of interesting Father's Day gifts. So if perhaps, you know, you were still looking to get something and, you know, you didn't end up winning uh, the gift card, here are a handful of items courtesy of the internet. These are some of the top rated gifts for men for Father's Day. Let's check them out. This would be a motor oil scented candle. So, you know, when you might want a candle, but he likes motor oil, uh, go ahead and find one of these, and uh, your whole house can smell like, uh, you know, 10W40. All right, next. Here are some socks that says, if you can read this, I'm just resting my eyes. How many of you have a dad or a grandpa who uh, maybe maybe sitting, maybe watching uh, a ball game or something like that, and you know their eyes are closed, and you, and you just barely touch the TV, and you're going to change the channel, like oh, I'm, I just close my eyes, right? All right, here's the next uh, next potential gift: the book of dad jokes. How many of you, your dad is a great teller of dad jokes, and they just they have that quick wit and kind of like the dad jokes? If they're not sure what dad jokes are, you, you could get a book of dad jokes. Here's another one. How about a, a dad joke t-shirt? It says, I keep all my dad jokes in a dad-a-base. How many of you need a dad-a-base for your dad jokes? All right, and then speaking about uh, T-shirts and apparel, here's another T-shirt. It says, my favorite daughter gave me this shirt. Uh, if, if, particularly if you've got, uh, you know, more than one daughter, that, that could be an interesting and a fun shirt. Next, this would be the beef turkey, uh, uh, the beef jerky tie box. You know, ties are popular gifts for dads, so this is, this is the tie box filled with beef jerky. Next. How about the, this is the uh, sausage or salami bouquet. Salami bouquet. And you know, if you like flowers, this is a bouquet of, uh, of salamis. Next. How about this? This would be the beef jerky rose bouquet. Beef jerky rose bouquet. Next. Not sweethearts, not the little uh, candies. These are meat hearts. Meet with uh, personalized little sayings on them. Uh, this one apparently was already sold out this week. So at least where I was uh, looking on the internet, meat hearts are sold out. Next. How about bacon air freshener? You know, just get kind of that manly smell in your car or, you know, maybe cover up some other smells in your car. But uh, sizzling bacon aroma air freshener. Next. How about a bacon lollipop? Bacon lollipops. Uh, you notice there's a lot of meat opportunities here for some of these, you know, top Father's Day gifts. Next. These are bacon rose chocolate cups. It's almost like a uh, Reese peanut butter cup on the bottom uh, with a rose-shaped uh, 
fitting of bacon on top. So I guess you get the salty and the sweet together, all right? How many of you feeling the, the bacon-wrapped, uh, you know, chocolate rose? Hmm, no takers on that. Okay, next. How about bacon-scented wrapping paper? Uh, that, that particular website, everything was either bacon or beef jerky. So when in doubt, just find something, wrap it in bacon-scented wrapping paper. So that is the, the, the final potential gift. So uh, you see a lot of different things. What are some gifts? And today we're looking at Father's Day gifts. But the challenge is not, well, what are some gifts to give to fathers? But what are some gifts from fathers? What are some gifts for you and I to others? So Father's Day gifts, what are some things that we can give? You don't have to be a father to give these gifts. So this is more than just a challenge to fathers. It's a challenge to every single one of us about giving these kinds of gifts, Father's Day gifts. Gift number one, let me challenge you, is love. Be sure to give love. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2 says, Live a life filled with love for others, following the example of Christ, who loved you and gave himself as a sacrifice to take away your sins. And God was pleased because that sacrifice was like sweet perfume to him. And 1 John, 1 John chapter 3, verse 18 says, Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. In other words, it's not just enough to say something, right? Words are great, but actions are needed. So there's a number of ways you and I, not just fathers, can give love. We can demonstrate love by providing. By providing, providing what is needed certainly is important, but providing, you know, not just what is wanted, but what is needed. We can love by providing. We can love by protecting do what we can to keep one another safe and enable our families to grow up safely. How many of you as, uh, as husbands, perhaps, or parents, you realize there were some uh, fine print in some of your wedding vows? Things that maybe didn't make it in when, when you stood before the minister, you stood on that platform, and you realize when, when it gets to the nitty-gritty of life and it comes to providing and protecting, uh, you're called upon. Uh, for me and our family, it's centipedes and spiders. I am designated centipede and spider assassinator. And, and here's the thing, and, and our girls have taken very well after their mother. They have got, uh, it's almost like a spidey sense for spiders and centipedes. I mean, they, they can see something out of the corner of their eye, uh, you know, across the room in the corner of the ceiling. Dad! Mark! And I, I trudge in, you know, try to find a tissue paper or toilet paper. You find something, find a chair, find a stool, you know, and you're trying to reach up. It's, it, they always know. Centipedes and spiders, they always know the worst part of the ceiling, right? You know, the, the, it's right over the bed. You got to, like, stand on the bed and, and, and juggle or something, or it's right in the corner. But that provision and that protection 
sometimes even just in little things, uh, to help and protect the families. It's not always a dad for the family, but there are things that you and I can do for one another to demonstrate love by providing, by protecting, by the presenting of presents or gifts. People enjoy that, right? Whether it's a, you know, an anniversary, a, a birthday, a Christmas, a, a just because, a, communicates love, communicates that we care, communicates love. But not just the presenting of presents as in gifts. How about the presenting of us and our presence, being present, being there? That is a great, great way, not just as a father, but as an individual to demonstrate love. We can buy a lot of presents, but it doesn't substitute for our presence, if you caught that. We can buy a lot of stuff, but it doesn't substitute for us being there with them, with a spouse, with a child. Came across this story, it says, Billy Crystal, he's an actor. When his daughter turned 11, he was in New York City filming a movie. He called her up, apologized for his crazy work schedule, and he said that a package would be delivered to her later that day for her 11th birthday. He then flew cross-country from New York City to Los Angeles, and later that day when his daughter Lindsay opened the front door, a six-foot-tall carton greeted her. She ripped it open and found dad inside the carton. Here's what Billy Crystal said. She hugged me for about five minutes. It was unbelievable. But he went on to say this. He said, I missed 25 birthdays with my dad. I'm not going to let that happen with my girls. You see, Billy was 15 when his dad passed away with a heart attack. So it was important to him to be present, not just to give presents, but to be present. So love, it's it's a gift that we can give, not just as a father, by providing and protecting, giving of gifts, yes, but the giving of ourself and our presence and offering up encouragement. Jim Valvano was a sports basketball coach. He said, my father gave me the greatest gift anyone could give another person. He believed in me. Aren't you thankful for a father, for a mother, for a grandparent, for a friend, for somebody who believes in you and affirms you and encourages you? So one of the great gifts you and I can give, a great Father's Day gift, it's not just for fathers, but a gift that you and I can give is the gift of our love. Secondly, it's the gift of our life, our very life. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11 and 12, Paul writes, For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. I like that phrase, to live a life worthy of God. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, Paul says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. You see, it's not just about a life that you give, it's a life that you 
live. You can be a dad. You can be a mom. You can be a friend. And, and there are great things, of, you know, things that you can give. And, and a father and mother give life to their children. But it's not just about the very life that you give. It's the life that you are living in front of them. What kind of a life, what kind of a model, perhaps, are you living in front of them? One night, a, a father overheard his little boy pray this. Dear God, make me the kind of man my daddy is. That's a, that's a great prayer. It's a challenging prayer. And you see, later that night, that father then turned and prayed and said, Dear God, make me the kind of man my son wants me to be. And so part of what we can do, not just as a dad, but part of what we can do is live our life as a model, as an example, as something for family, as something for friends, as something for classmates and coworkers, that they can see Christ in us. Are the people skills of life that we have, are they worth imitating? The things that we have. What are our people skills like? How do we treat others? How do we treat family? How do we treat other people who are not family? Hopefully we treat everybody well, but unfortunately sometimes what happens in life is people will, will do one of two things. They'll treat family awesome, but everybody else kind of gets their worst. But in some cases it's flipped. In some cases, everybody else gets the best version of you, and your family gets your worst. If we're not careful to be short-tempered with family, but patient with everybody else, are our people's skills worth imitating? That life that we live as a father, as a mother, as a friend, are the people's skills that we have worth imitating? Is our character worth imitating? You hear a lot about reputation. Reputation is what other people say you are. Character is who you really are when no one's looking. It's who you really are when, when you're in the dark. It's who you really are when no one's around. Your reputation might be great, but what is your character? Is the character that you have worth imitating? How about our, our godly disciplines? The things that we have, our relationship to God, are those things that are worth imitating. When people see in you as a father or as a mother, as a parent, as a grandparent, as a friend, do they see things in you that they would like to imitate? Your heart for God, your passion for God, for his word, for prayer, for the house of God, faithfulness to God. They see that in our very life. Even in our, in our uh, dedication today, the baby and child dedication, we said so much more is caught than taught. People will see it in us. They'll catch it by the very life that we live. So our people skills, our character, the godly disciplines. How about our obedience to God and his voice? Is that something for other people to see and to imitate in us? Are we able to know what God's voice is as we read the Bible, as we pray, as God speaks and kind of nudges our heart? 
Do we know what God's saying? And then are we willing and faithful and obedient to follow it? Because those are two different things, right? We might know what God's saying, but sometimes it's a challenge to do what God's saying. I learned a lot as, as I grew up in my high school years. Most of you know my, my dad was a pastor, pastored for many years. And, and in my high school years, I mentioned we kind of moved around. In my freshman year of high school, we were in Springfield, Illinois. Was there? Uh, that was the last of 10 years. In the middle of that school year, Dad and Mom believed that God was leading and guiding them to another church. And so we left a place in Springfield, Illinois, a, a nice, solid church, probably a church of 250, 300 plus, went to upstate New York. So it was a much higher cost of living for a, a much less income and salary. And it was a church that had some challenges. And yet God was uh, nudging my dad. It was so clear that God was leading them there. And after spending a couple of years and trying to help the church, I uh, believe that God was leading and directing them to Connecticut. So we went from Illinois to New York to Connecticut, even higher cost of living, even a lower opportunity and wages and another challenging, challenging church. And in the midst of some challenges, what stood out loud and clear to me was that mom and dad, number one, could sense the voice of God. But not just were they able to sense the voice of God, they were willing to obey. And I would venture to say, you can see things in your parents or perhaps in your grandparents or maybe in some of your friends. You see a pattern of life, how they live their life speaks louder than words, right? Uh, we know that, that there are words that are said about things to do or things to say, but how you see people live their lives, their people skills, the character, the discipline, the obedience to God and his voice, uh, living out a lifestyle of faith, all of those are things you and I can do. It's not just about giving a life. It's not just about contributing towards the life of a son or a daughter. But what kind of life, what kind of pattern am I living for someone else? As a father, for a, a spouse or children, or a, a mother for the family, as a young person, for those around you, there's young people in your school that will look to you. And they'll see, how do you how do you respond to certain situations? It's not just the love that you have one for another, but the very life that you live. Are you modeling a lifestyle of faith that honors and serves God? So a handful of Father's Day gifts, love, our life. Thirdly, our legacy. Proverbs chapter 3, 5, and 6, it says to trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4 says, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. A lasting legacy begins, first of all, making sure that we've given our life to God in salvation. You can't impart something as a legacy that you don't already have. 
And so if we desire to have this legacy of a Christian and seeking and serving and obeying and following God, we've got to make sure we have experienced a life with Jesus ourselves. Have we responded? Asked him to cleanse. Asked him to forgive us of our sins. Given our all to God. Our legacy then includes faithfully following after God. It's more than just I made that decision. It's more than just I've prayed that prayer. It's more than just years ago, I, I think with mom or dad, or years ago as a young person, I prayed a prayer at camp or at church or in girls' ministry, but I've faithfully followed. I've faithfully been living for God completely, wholeheartedly, cheerfully, constantly, faithfully, day after day. Hopefully not out of obligation, but out of a desire to honor and to serve God. It includes loving and learning and living according to the Word of God. That's what God's Word is here for. It's, it's a point to live out and to study God and His Word. I'm thankful for a mom and a dad who have invested in me. And it's not just that they've said something about it. I've seen them read, seen them study, seen them dig into the Word of God. Learning and loving and living God and His Word. And the legacy that we pass on includes us trusting God for the strength and supply that He has in our lives. Listen, is life easy? It's not always easy. So how do we face the difficulties? How do we face the hardships and the challenges of life? Do we trust God? Is he the one that we go to? Is he the one that we turn to? Is he the one that we seek after? When things are going great, we say, thank you, God. When things are going terrible, we say, help me, God. But is our hope, is it found in God? I trust that it is. As opposed to, to trying to handle some of those shortcomings or handle some of those situations ourselves, are we ready and willing and able to turn to God? Or do we try to trust in our own wisdom? Do we try to trust in our own knowledge? Listen, moms and dads, and you've got some great ones, and they, they've been through a lot of things. They've got a lot of info. Uh, they've got some dad jokes and then some. Some Dad vice. Yeah, how many of you gotten some dad vice? I wouldn't do that if I were you. I might want to consider doing You've had some advice from your dad. Listen, so much more than wisdom or advice from a mother or a father is wisdom and advice from our Heavenly Father. Are we going to leave a legacy of turning to and trusting in and counting upon God and His Word? Ultimately, are we able to give our family and others love? Are we able to model a life, a lifestyle of faith that other people can follow? Are we able to leave behind a legacy of trusting in and standing upon and leaning upon God? I trust that we can. <music>